This is Women in STEM Career and Confidence, the podcast for scientific and professional women who want to restore confidence, make meaningful impact, and balance the things and people that mean most to them. I'm Dr. Hannah Roberts, and I'll be sharing with you insights and inspiration into the mindset and skill set to help you navigate your career and lead powerfully. Today I'm joined by one of my clients, Dr. Mihaila Taranu, a psychologist specializing in metacognitive therapy and a postdoc at Aarhus University, Denmark. We talk about how making a shift in your career also changes your identity. The more we cling to our old identity, the more we will ignore evidence that it's not a match for us. This is why taking the next step in your career is an emotional journey as much as a practical one. Mihaila talks about her favorite part of the Career Design Mastermind program, aligning your purpose, mission, and vision to understand your next career pivot. We also bring distinction to the inner critic and how to have a more supportive internal narrative in our brains. I loved our conversation and I can't wait for you to hear it too. So let's dig in. Welcome to the show, Mihaila. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much, Hannah, for having me. It's nice to be talking to you. And so before we get started, do tell people where you're dialing in from today and a little bit about who you are. Yes. Hi, uh, my name is Mihala Tarano. I'm calling from Denmark. (laughs) Uh, I'm educated as a psychologist and uh, currently I work as a postdoctoral researcher at a university in Denmark. Uh, where I am doing some work around creativity. Um, And at the same time, I'm continuing my education as a psychotherapist. And I work as a family consultant in a private company here in Denmark. Um, And until my master's, I have been studying in Romania. Uh, And then I moved to UK for my PhD. Um, And my postdoctoral research experience is from Denmark mostly. So plenty of traveling around for you. Yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) And just before we came on, you said to me, um, ask me how we ended up um, starting to work together, how we ended up meeting. Um, So let me ask you that question then. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I I think it was during my first postdoc in Denmark when I was realizing that I'm changing. Uh, My values were changing, my priorities were changing. Uh, I needed to adapt to different economical and cultural realities. Um, And I realized that there is so much to still learn about myself, what I want and what I can do. Um, And at some point uh, I have attended an online workshop with you organized by a non-profit organization here in Denmark. I don't know if you remember, uh, maybe not. Uh, it's, a, it's called DenWise, which is an organization committed to bridge the gender gap in STEM, humanities and social sciences. Um, I so I, attend- I do remember that one. <laughs> you, wonderful. Yeah. Yes, um, and at that point, I remember not agreeing with something you said. Uh, I cannot remember exactly the topic, um, 
but your idea made me think about you after that workshop um, and I have read your website and then I remember being attracted to two keys ideas from your website um, and we can talk about what were those but then I contacted you afterwards we had a 15 minutes meeting in March 2021 <laughs> oh wow that was yes. a long time ago now I'm trying to remember because I vaguely remember this uh, that we we must have talked about this before. What you didn't um, agree with in in the talk, and I just I can't remember what it is now. But I think that's so funny that that's why I stuck in your head. <laughs> I'm not sure I I told you ever, um, but I remember that. Um, but it was a good thing for you because then I remembered you and I went on your website and all that. And then oh, so uh, at least you agreed with something from the website. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, it was this idea of uh, that attracted me very much, the idea of working on your career and not only in your career. And then was this idea of uh, working with intentionality on your career. Um, and I realized that I was acting out of inertia and that I lacked intentionality on working on my career. And that why, that's why I contacted you. Thank you for that. And um, can you remember how you made decisions in your career before starting working together on the career design mastermind? How would you go about making those decisions? I would make them based on what other people think I am good at, uh, based on the support from my mentors, from encouragements, from examples that I've seen uh, around me. And yeah, they have worked with for me uh, at a, until a certain point, and at, and at at in other points they just didn't work anymore. Mm. And I suppose there is a fine line because mentors can see things in us that we don't see in ourselves, and often have confidence in us way before we have confidence in our own abilities. But like you said, there does come a point where. The person who is your mentor obviously has walked a certain path and they're able to advise and support you on that pathway. But should your expertise or your leadership style then veer off that pathway, they no longer can, I guess, mentor you in the steps that you need to take. So yeah, yeah. what was the point then where you thought, OK, this isn't really working for me anymore, this sort of getting the information from my mentors? Oh, that's a hard uh, question for me. I think it was something that I realized during my PhD when I was um, educated towards a specific trajectory in science. Um, I was uh, given a model of how I should be a successful academic, publishing in a specific journal, going to conferences, don't take alternative routes, uh, don't go left, don't go right. Uh, because that will not make you successful. And then it just didn't felt right for me uh, because, um, because I actually wanted to explore much more than just going one way. Uh, yeah, and that, I think that's when I realized that maybe I'm a bit of a rebel and I, I try to do it my way, my own way. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think rather than thinking about it as being a rebel, I think that's 
taking on your own power, essentially, making your own choices and um, letting go of, I guess, the attachment to other people's opinions about what you should or could be doing. Um, So we did have a chat and you did start doing some coaching on the career design mastermind course. So what was it that you were hoping to get out of doing the career design mastermind? I think, of course, I was um, hoping to get more clarity on why I feel the way I was feeling around these career choices that I have. Was it something wrong with me that I wanted to explore different alternative routes? Um, And then there was something also about this dream of mine that was a bit um, put underground of being, of working as a psychologist that was coming up to life again. And I didn't know what to do with it and how to actually do it. Um, so I was lacking confidence to intentionally take some decisions towards that as well. Um, so I think with those, uh, with those difficulties, maybe if you call them like that, I, I said I need to to talk with a professional uh, person to get me out of this uh, being stuck uh, feeling. I think that's a really good point, actually, because I speak to a lot of people and many of the support things that are put in place around career are all how to tailor your CV, how to make a great cover letter, how to get through interviews. But not that many people actually have a framework or talk about, well, why is it that I feel this way about myself and my career? And why am I feeling stuck in the scenario? And what are all of the options? And how do I get over the fear of potentially pursuing something outside of this pathway that I've created for myself so far? So I feel that there's as much, if not more, an emotional journey to go on than just the practical journey. What do you think about that? Absolutely, I agree with you. And it's so clear in my work with you for these two years that this these two cannot be separated. Um, and I'm I'm happy that I'm on your hands and you are prepared to handle those aspects of our career trajectories as well. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I like that. Although I have very, uh, in, re- in real life, I have quite small hands. Um, but let's just assume they are big, great hands that can hold lots of people. Um, <laughs> brilliant. So you came on the Career Design Mastermind course. What for you were some of the tools that in particular gave you the deepest insights in addressing those two challenges that you came in with? Hmm. I think in general, you have a very well thought program. Um, I love how you deliver the content, how you made us reflect on the content in our uh, group coaching, the exercises, Um, And also how the Momentum app held me and us accountable. And it has been two years uh, and I can look at uh, everything that I have done with you for the past two years. Um, Very efficient for me are the weekly, monthly and yearly reviews and the group coaching. Uh, The group coaching is such a powerful learning experience for me. um, And I am extremely fortunate to be able to uh, learn from the amazing woman in my group, uh, I like very much that we have very different backgrounds. Um, we are at different levels in our careers, as well as we are 
um, having different cultural backgrounds. Um, yeah, and if I am to be more specific about the career design mastermind, I love the content about career pivots, how you call them and uh, how you tackle these questions about passion, mission and alignment with your natural talents. I think that was my absolute favorite uh, part. Of yes, I do particularly like that. I think it really helps. <laughs> so just for clarification for those people who have no idea what we're talking about, the alignment that I try to take people through is between your purpose, your mission, and your vision in life. So the purpose is where your passions arise from, and they originate in the past. So we have um, an exercise to go through where you look at the different themes that replay out through your life that indicate where those passions have come from, what they are. So that can all coalesce together in delivering a kind of purpose statement for yourself. The why you get up out of bed every morning and do the thing that you're doing, where that um, the drive and the excitement for your work comes from. The middle piece that then we connect that to is the mission. So the mission is the what you're specifically doing in the world, your expression of those passions. And the great thing about the mission is we have personal power within that mission because we're not just stuck with uh, this is what I do in life. We, we have the power to change that and we can continuously uh, upgrade and um, fine tune that mission until we have a really great alignment. So um, often people have this idea that I just the next step has to be perfect. It has to be the, the thing as if we're going to stay in that position for the next 30, 40 years till retirement. Whereas the vast majority of people, um, that's not going to be the case, particularly in the landscape of careers today. And so how do we make choices then on the mission? What specifically we're going to do? Um, and that's when the vision piece comes in, the big where we're heading in the future, the things that we care about the most in the world, where we want to make our bigger difference. And I use a framework again, both in different contexts. So some of my clients don't really like visualizations and it's hard to visualize because um, we all have different styles of how we think and behave. And so we have like a visualization exercise and some people prefer a more concrete way of looking at it through a different lens and a framework. So we have different ways of being able to get basically the same answers um and that will serve as a navigational piece so where in the past you might have said when I grow up I want to be <laughs> what would you have said um Michaela uh when I, maybe when you're eight years old when I grow up I want to be what would you have said a police officer a police officer I love it I wanted to work in the military yes <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Wow, must have quite a strong rule maker. We'll have to talk about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but then I wanted to then I wanted to become the, the the leader of the school, and then I wanted to become the mayor of the the village. I and then it. in high school, I wanted to become a psychologist. Okay, good. So clearly, leadership is in the stars for you. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, I love. That. I learned something today. <laughs> But the idea behind me asking that question is 
when we grow up, we have this idea and we say it to kids all the time. You know, when I grow up, I want to be like, there's a final destination. When I get there, I'm going to have become something. I'm going to have become my police officer or whatever it is. But when we follow that pathway and we don't meet that expectation, it has us feel substandard and like we're a failure in some way. So rather than the vision being, this is where I, this is what I want to be when I, um, in 10, 20, 30 years, it's more, this is the direction in which I care about and I want to head. So for me, it's all about um, equality. And also um, I'm really interested in um, careers and infrastructure and bringing those two things together for women in particular to make really great choices about their careers so that they can make a wider impact in the world. But different people will have different visions of where they're heading. And this helps inform choices about one, what you're going to do, but also where you're going to do it, what kind of organizations are aligned to that kind of vision. So I've done a really long explanation there, but what did you discover for yourself about the alignment of your purpose, mission and vision? Um, I was at some, until a certain level, I was aligned, but there were some of my like needs, if you want to say so, that were, that were not met somehow. Um, and then I started to work more towards how can I make it happen in my current work? I love that about you telling us that you don't have to change your job or your career to get your needs done. Work first on your career, on your needs. Find out if you can get your needs there. And then if you cannot and it's impossible, then you find different solutions. Um, yes. Yes. We're talking about um, career values here. So what we actually need, as you say, need in order to feel happy and fulfilled in the work that we're doing. And often we can see that list and think, oh, well, I haven't got this and this on my list. Therefore, I need to jump out of this position and go and find something else only to find that something else off the list, a different two, are missing. So I'm always encouraging people, unless it's a super toxic environment that you just have to get out of there for your own health and safety. Um, unless it's that situation, I always advocate for making the best of the current situation trying to advocate and ask for more of these needs and how to enhance our experience and spend more time doing the things that will make us happy and fulfilled. Now, it's not always possible, but it's always great to at least try before we make big changes in life. Yeah, absolutely. And about your question, when you said about what I discovered in this exercise, I, I guess I uh, I discovered that I had the the mission, but the mission was not really formulated, and I was not really conscious about it. Um, so it was a very good reflective exercise to put it down on a, a piece of paper and have it um, accessible every every day if possible. I forget I forget about it constantly, but it's a very good exercise. Mm. And that's why I'm creating a poster to put them all on. <laughs> um, because I always feel like, and it's what you're saying there is what you focus on, you actually create. So the more it's visible, the more you focus on that intention and the intentionality behind that mission, the more you're going to be searching for and connecting dots as to opportunities and what's out there and available to you. 
Yeah, I love that. The other thing that you talked about in terms of your intentions behind coming on the career design mastermind, and then we've followed on with group coaching after that is you had this question of, because I haven't necessarily wanted to continue in academia or, you know, fit the mold of an academic, is there something wrong with me? So we have done a lot of overcoming personal limitations in the work that we've we've done as a group. What have you discovered about that challenge now? I think I discovered that I can be more easy on myself with whatever happens. I don't have to beat myself for not making it into a career track uh, job. Um, I can still have my foot into that if I want to, and then I can I can I can change it uh, if I don't want to. But I think it give it gave me a more like a flexible mindset how to look at that that I'm not stuck to that career uh, for the rest of my life. It doesn't have to be like that, uh, and if it happens not to be, it's okay. Um, I will find different solutions. But indeed, because I always imagined to become a professor, a university professor, and my identity was there. It was um, a grieving process to go through while still being in academia, of course, um, to be more at, at, at peace and at ease that if it doesn't happen, then I'm ready to, to do something else. Um, yeah, and I think that was extremely valuable for, for me uh, mentally and emotionally, <laughs> yeah. For sure. So you, well, I'm, first of all, I'm really pleased to hear that you're no longer beating yourself up with the inner critic stick and telling yourself off all of the time. I know, um, obviously, it, it still mm-hmm. happens and it is a journey in that that respect. But um, it's when that voice, that inner critical voice gets so strong or so out of control that it limits your experience of life or it it prevents you from taking action when it becomes a real problem. So it's great to hear you feeling more at peace with the decisions that you're making. The other thing kind of feeds into what we were talking about before about identity. So when we say we want to be something when we grow up, there's an identity around that as well. So I always think it's really nice to think about continuously shifting and upgrading and changing our identity because the more we have stuff attached to an identity, the harder it is to change, the more we will find evidence to keep us in that identity. Because there's a lot of fear surrounding or grief or other emotions surrounding moving away from that identity. I do remember for myself stepping away from being a scientist, you know, that (laughs) it's so hard to being a coach. At the beginning, I used to call myself a consultant because I couldn't even say the word coach because I was so strongly identified with being a scientist. And what will people think if I call myself a coach? They might think that you're actually a coach, for goodness sake. So um, I am now fully owning my new identity as a coach, but it is a process and there's emotions to go through and fear to move through and grief for you to process in order to be able to shift identity. Yeah, it's good that you actually added on what I said about grief, that there are more emotions there, like fear and, of course, anxiety and something more uh, difficult to process, uh, not only grief when you have to uh, deal with your identity 
uh, and your identity loss. <laughs> I think there can also be a lot of resentment around career pathways too, because if you've fallen into a pattern of overworking, uh, over-delivering and feeling underappreciated for all that hard work as well, and it's still not working, there can be a bit of a resentment as well, kind of underlying anger towards either the system or the maybe even the people surrounding what happened in your career as well. Yeah, and going back to the uh, initial uh, thought about intentionality, it's 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 connected there that with intention and with acceptance you have to somehow make peace with what what happens with your uh, career and with your trajectory mm. yeah that's why i'm still learning mm, i like that and i think because we do look at purpose which goes all the way into the past and looking at how it all fits together i guess it's a natural process of connecting everything that's happened and moving beyond that as well and in terms of the career design mastermind or I know you're in momentum now which is the follow-on group coaching program for you are there any other tools which you use a lot or have had a really big impact in your life um I think I mentioned all of them um and especially this group coaching for me, that is a, the, the safe space where I can discuss so many of my issues that are happening and also listen to um, to what other uh, women have to, uh, to deal with and process. Um, and I, I feel that I'm really not alone. Like on a continuous basis, it's like for two years, you know that there is, there is this place where if there there is a problem that you might have. You have someone to talk to. Um, and we also have now this body system to keep us accountable. And then we have this nice conversation once in a while. And we have uh, nice discussions about uh, what are some of our struggles on a daily basis or on a weekly basis. Um, and I think these kinds of support for me, I think it's essential in, in, in these kinds of uh, change, if you want. Uh, and I value this the most <laughs> in uh, in your program that we have this opportunity to learn from you and also from all the other women. I would agree. Even coaching you all, I always learn something for myself as well. Mm -hmm. I'm so selfish. Um, but no, it's, it's a beautiful group to be part of. I have to admit, it's one of those where I really look forward to that group coaching call and think, oh, it's my people. <laughs> so yeah, really look forward to that. But interesting that you enjoy both being coached, so having that laser focused coaching, but also listening to others' challenges because what I always find is there's always something in it. It always somehow relates back to our own lives in some way. It's almost like everybody's having, someone's having a challenge for everybody. Um, and that can be super helpful as well. And this is interesting that regardless of where where are you in your life, what country, what career, uh, discipline, or whatever you are in, we have some similarities sometimes. <laughs> uh, and it's nice to share to share those um, challenges and find solutions and, um, together. Agreed. Yes, I think we're more similar than we would perhaps believe coming into these things. Yeah. Um, good. So 
Is there anything else from our journey together that I have missed that you think, oh, I really wanted to talk about that or say that? Yes. I'm actually thinking that, you know, about your coaching, and I, I forgot about is that um, I think coaching with you also uh, helped me thinking more about my life across several aspects or pillars, how you call them. Uh, not only career or personal development, uh, but also health, relationship, and wealth. Uh, and this is ex- uh, it, it's a fantastic exercise for me because now every week I have planned to do these different things across these different pillars. Uh, of course, I'm still learning how to manage my energy and how to deal with, uh, with responsibility and accept the decisions that I made. But I think this is another thing that I have uh, appreciated very much in, in this program, um, this career design mastermind, this, this way of, of looking at life, not only through your career, because if all other pillars in your life are sucking or how to say it, you will not be very successful in your career. So um, I, I like that you are very um, integrative in, in your approach to career. I think that's a really great thing to bring up, actually, because career isn't in isolation to other areas of our life. It does have an impact and an influence on on how we show up in our you know relationships with other people, in our health. And thinking about um, when you have a really strong identity in your career, often we can eclipse other areas of our life or career. So if you think about what happens when you feel overwhelmed or um, like under pressure at work, usually I find it's health and relationships that are the first thing to go out the window. Like, oh, I won't go exercising tonight or see you later, husband and family, because I'm like hunkered down, busy in my room working. It's those people and our Mm -hmm. own bodies that suffer probably first when Mm -hmm. we identify really strongly, strongly with career. So what we do in the Career Design Mastermind and in the app is make sure that we plan in multiple different areas of our life on a weekly basis. And if you do have a strong identity around career, my I always advocate for planning for all the other pillars of your life first in the calendar and then trying to fit career around that stuff rather than put the career in first and try to squeeze in exercise mm-hmm. or people here and there. It tends to just get bumped for for work essentially so I love that you've started to think about those different pillars and really integrate that and again it's a process every time I review my weekly plans I'm like there is room for improvement here but we don't have to make those changes in big increments they can just be these tiny little one percent improvements week on week and it's that sustainability of action that I feel that makes the biggest difference long term rather than making one big change and then it falling off or or not really doing anything after that. So how have you gone about um, making those like small little improvements? Have you noticed a difference over time? Oh, definitely. Uh, I I had to put much more uh, effort into, as you said, on the, on the relationships and on my health. Uh, I'm still working on that, to be honest. Um, and as you say, there's still a process, but I think every 
every week and every day I'm thinking about that. What have I done today for my health? Um, so I think it's, I'm going on the right path. <laughs> you uh, absolutely I, are. <laughs> although I have still work to do. Um, and interestingly, I, I, I talk about these pillars with, with my family, with my husband, with his family, with my family. And when I can see that they are struggling, I'm like, what about, <laughs> what about your other four pillars? <laughs> I love that. I love it when people take the tools and then distribute them out. Cause I, I think of you all as going out there in the world and having a ripple effect on all the people around you as well. I like to think that that's what's happening as well. Um, yeah, that's good. So I have two questions for you before we finish the day. The first one is if you could go back on the timeline of your life and land in at any points, which moment would you go back to and what piece of advice would you whisper in your own ear? Oh, yeah, Mihaela. Um, I think when I finished my master's, I had to make this hard decision of uh, whether I want to stay to continue my PhD in Romania uh, or move abroad. Um, and it was a really difficult decision, full of emotions. I was going from something I knew and I was very comfortable. It was in my comfort zone to do something extremely new in a new world. Um, so that was a hard decision that I had to make and I made it. And I would tell the young Mihaela that she is doing the right thing to uh, want to explore. Uh, and that she would be fine. Oh, so you're going to be like the supportive <laughs> voice in your own ear. Everything's okay. You're going to be fine. Yeah, I think I would be the the parental figure of my own self uh, who would try to support my own ex explorative needs. Mm. Um, say, go explore the world. It's fine. I'm going to be here uh, watching over you. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> I love that. I think there's, um, I think we could all be so much kinder to ourselves if we had that internal narrative all the time of you know supporting your own self rather than beating yourself up with a stick it we would I probably have a much kinder narrative going on in our heads all of the time yeah definitely I agree with you yeah okay so my last question for you then is if someone was just about to start working with me say they just sign up to the career design mastermind and they're just about to embark on their first ever coaching what would you say to them about that um yeah I'm, i would I'm, I'm gonna just share my personal experience in working with you um it's it seems to me that you are such a natural person or it, it comes so natural for you to 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 help people uh, in finding more clarity uh, and offer relevant solutions. Um, you have an amazing capacity to listen and to give, an, to give the right tools when needed. Um, and you're super aware of, like organized, very knowledgeable and very open. And I think your heart is also at the right place. <laughs> uh, and in general, I think overall, you're a very good coach. Uh, and if someone values the experience that I share in working with you, I would warmly recommend them to start working with you. Uh, they will definitely uh, gain a lot of valuable uh, experiences. 
That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, but if they were going to start, like what advice would you give them about the journey? Like, um, I think I would give them the advice of taking it seriously. Uh, invest invest time in the program, uh, do the exercises, uh, be committed to what you have engaged in doing, um, because otherwise there is no effect of the work that you're trying to do. So dedicate at least one, two hours every week on, on doing this work with, uh, with Hannah seriously to see some benefits. Oh, yes, because it's not going to happen by osmosis. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Many people kind of think, oh, if I just sign up, so everything's going to change. But actually, it does involve a lot of reflection and to actually try things out and do things in order to get the answers that you're looking for. Yeah, there is so much. I've been looking uh, already. I'm sorry. I'm, I've been looking um, again over the content of your mastermind. And I was like, wow, there are still so many things that I haven't. Uh, given the necessary attention to where I haven't done all the exercises or, and it was my loss, not your loss. Uh, the materials are there, the exercises are there. So I would recommend um, someone who starts from scratch to take it seriously and do the, the exercises. Yeah, so I guess that's the piece around thinking about personal development as a pillar area of your life that you take seriously, that you dedicate yeah. time to, that features in the calendar as a yes. regular um, time slot with yourself to be able to focus and get get the answers that you're looking for. Yeah, I think now if I'm looking back, I should have I should have maybe thought about it as a like a school program. You know, you are in the school of life, you learn very valuable uh, tools here, be serious <laughs> and prepare. <laughs> yes. The only word I would change there is instead of I I should have, maybe you could have, because you I, you did it in your own way and you got yes. to where you got to. And as you said, you can revisit the parts that didn't seem pertinent at the time, but maybe are more relevant to you now because there is a lot in there. So it's finding your own pathway to start with to get the answers that you like really need at that time. And then it's about going through the whole whole journey to get you know, the long-term effects of the career design mastermind as well. Yeah, you're right. I still have access to those uh, materials. And whenever I have a question, I can still ask you. So there is no should, it's a could. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Small and subtle changes. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mihaila. It was such a pleasure to talk to you today. And I can't wait to see you again for group coaching very soon. Absolutely my pleasure, Hannah. I hope it helped. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women in STEM Career and Confidence. To get further support in your journey, join me in Breakthrough Unleashed on Facebook.